Absolutely. Good morning and welcome. Um, Dilla Falava, we have Jerome Mika. Um, so such a special show today and we're really honoured to have you on uh, Talanoa Live. Uh, Jerome Mika is the spokesperson for the uh, Mangari Church Cluster. That's one label we might put on it. We'll let you give us the correct name, um, which I think is the Assembly of God um, Church of Samoa or Samoan Church. Um, but works for the Cause Collective and um, also amongst the team is the, the South Seas Group. So this is Talanoa Live, a special series of Yarn Live, and it's all about uh, a future with COVID. So, of course, today we're going to be looking at uh, a very sensitive uh, matter for New Zealand and, of course, this community that has not only been affected uh, by COVID but by some of the events surrounding that. So with that, I'd like uh, to ask you, Jerome, to introduce yourself and then we'll get on with um, finding out all about what's happening. Self lover, uh, Ron, and thank you for the opportunity to uh, be on your show this morning. Malo Lee, that's on the language week, and also Enakota Kato with Māori Language Month, and uh, really appreciate the opportunity just to share some insights, but also just have a general discussion around what's happening you know, in the last couple of weeks. It's been a bit of a... Um, been quite relentless in terms of what's been happening within uh, the AOD Church of Samoa uh, church community. And it's been also um, a real sort of um, joy for me to be able to be there with our church community just to support them and also just work through the last few weeks. Um, a lot of this, you know, for us, it's been able to share the experiences, but also uh, having an opportunity to have discussions with you, Ryan. So thanks again for the opportunity. Yes, no, I'm very honoured to have you here. It's such an important thing for New Zealand, I think, to understand uh, from the, I guess, from the inside, as we say. And yes, thank you. After talking about it before we came on, I completely missed in my intro to mention that it's uh, both uh, Tongan Language Week, Malolile, and um, uh, Māori Language Month. So, yeah, respectfully, raise um, and mention those uh, with, a, obviously, Malolile and Kia ora. So, um, what I'd like to get you to do is to kick off, Jerome, and give us a, what we refer to in these sessions as a, a five-minute rundown. Um, another aspect I just wanted to, to, before I get into there, is that the name, obviously, Talano Alive, a very important word of the Pacific, and um, was shared to me, um, actually known it for a few years um, amongst the different parts of languages I know, um, but is re-raised again by Surian Taylor, and beautifully meaning of to listen and share with respect. So, uh, for for all of New Zealand and especially that element that we hope to reach and give insights to that uh, will help them understand uh, the realities of what you're facing. Um, it's all about listening and sharing with respect. But please, if you could uh, kick off and give us your five-minute focus or you know what you'd like to share with everybody uh, around the situation that you're um, helping uh, work with, that'd be great. Okay. Hey, thanks, Ryan. And, uh yeah, I, I'd like to start off from the beginning and, uh, you know, just remembering the church when they had the church service uh, on the 14th of August. Um, we didn't know that there was a variant in the community and it could have been NUV, it could have been a sports event, it could have been um, another you know, church event, but it was um, the combine service that um, the Samoan, uh, Church of Samoa AUG had um, had. And, uh, one of the things that I've, I've seen on this is when we went into lockdown on the 18th of August, um, it's just been a relentless exercise for the church. Um, it's been also a very trialling time for them very early on, but 
as we've gone through um, you know, just the, the last few weeks, I've felt the, the unity, but also the strength from, you know, the majority of Aotearoa or New Zealand. And it's been really, really encouraging for them because what they can see is they've done their part to be able to cooperate with our, uh, you know, just with public uh, health authorities and that as well. So it's been good for us to just work it through. But early on, it was um, quite overwhelming and quite stressful for the church community. Um, working from you know, having a discussion with our public tour, Rebecca Tullerpore, who has been the backbone of the exercise. Uh, one of the things that she had sort of taken on board very early on, just the, the, the issues that were sort of being raised on media. And uh, we had spoken to myself and uh, Brother D, um, we, we worked with her to just see how can we support our church community, but also how can we get and express the views and what they're wanting the public to, to understand. And one of the things that they wanted to really um, outline and also express through that was the importance of being able to cooperate and also just work with our public officials. But the uncertainty, you know, when we went into lockdown um, before, there was a lot of people that didn't understand what had happened in terms of the severity of the scale, but also just the, um, the harshness of the Delta variant and how quickly it spread. You know, we had a church service, you know, estimated 500 people there, 27 different churches from around Auckland, uh, and also a guest speaker from, from Wellington. All of that there um, really uh, was only probably a three or four hour um, service, but, um, you know, the way that it spread in, in the community, but also just the widespread, but because it wasn't only one church. What we really found encouraging and also um, just heartening from our church community is until Rick or Rebecca saw their forward, just updating all the Facebook lives every day to tell everyone to get tested. Um, even working through with with um, our leader, um, Reverend Ferretti, saw their forward, to be able to just reassure people that it was important to get tested. It was important to just stay and cooperate with our health officials, but also if they had any issues around English second language or services or social services, to be able to reach out to uh, the Cause Collective and also be you know, really driven, really quite um, hard by the South Seas healthcare. So through this whole exercise, it has been quite um, full on. Uh, you know, we haven't had any sort of time to be able to rest, but for us, it's not even about getting alongside as a job. It's been about how do we help present, uh, represent and also support our church community. So that's just a, a bit of um, an overview of the last few weeks, but it's been a bit of a groundhog <laughs> because when I wake up, it's the same thing and I don't know what day it is. Um, you know, it's just been quite um, full on for me um, and also just working with our um, team. And I'd like to acknowledge our CEO, you know, Louis, who's just been supportive of me through the Cause Collective and our team, um, but also Lemanu Silao Sefo, who, as, you know, like myself, we've just Sort of wake up, uh, you know, see what we can do to serve and support our community, um, but also just just trying to get things up. It's done to really you know, hit home, especially around social services and some of the issues with, with food. Like we're, we're working through that process, but it's a brief overview, Ashton, in terms of some of the work that I'm running, in terms of the work that we're going through. Yes. So, it sounds like um, you know, the, the comment when you say it's like Groundhog Day, I can imagine because, um, you know, the amount of, I guess, pressure from the day one going through of 
ensuring the safety of the community in the sense of enabling them to get tested and enabling them to be communicated. So um, there's been some commentary. Um, I don't know. Well, let's start off with the Cause Collective in South Seas. So you work for the Cause Collective. Could you give us a little bit of a picture of um, what the Cause Collective is, what it does, and how it got involved uh, in this group um, and doing what you're doing? Yeah, so the Cause Collective is a social change agency, and a lot of it's about changing social determinants within South Auckland. What we've seen in the Cause Collective is it's 240,000 within our um, an area in South Auckland that's 8, 9, 10 deprivation. 120,000 of them are, are Pacific people, and the Cause Collective work across a number of offerings, whether it be the youth, whether they are one love community, also um, working through alcohol reform. We've got a lot of things, but it is about being able to empower community. We also work with our, we've got a Reverend Sam who works within the course that he runs our church ministry, which is about facilitating and working with our church ministers around 15 to 20. And we've been doing this since actually about uh, March uh, to be able to just um, equip and raise the awareness with our church ministers around vaccine and the importance of getting vaccinated. So uh, what we've done is our, our leadership is uh, Rachel and also who's currently on on, on, our, on leave and we've got um, old far Louis uh, boy who was our acting CEO at the moment but it's been a great team to be able to work through but first and foremost I'm part of this whole thing with AOG I am a son of a preacher man my father is a son on AOG um, and one of the things that I wanted to do was to be able to pull alongside our church community to support them through this very difficult time Absolutely. Thank you very much for sharing about Cause Collective and uh, your personal connection um, to the, the group. Um, before we get to South Seas, um, you know, I'm, I'm obviously not Polynesian. Um, uh, I'm Pakeha. So the question for me is that the, the church community is probably the community that joins the Polynesian community together the, the most, I would imagine. So it's quite a, you know, if you talk about, uh, was it 27 churches that came together um, and about 500 people. So, you know, that's um, uh, quite a quite a powerful collection of people together coming, you know, coming together. So the working with the the ministers, um, or as I refer them as reverends? Um, yeah, the reverends, yep. Reverends, yeah, thought I had the wrong way with ministers. So working with reverends is really important in terms of being able to communicate to the, the broader church community and getting everyone informed. Is, is that probably a fair understanding? Yeah, so what happened from um, like the 18th of August is there, the leader of um, the church, his name is Reverend Paul, uh, would, would actually send out through Facebook a private page of their church, um, just reinforcing the messages about this is coming through our church service. This is what we need to do, um, as well as just continue to pray. Um, and they did do fasting every Wednesday um, to be able to support and uh, offer some of our church members. But in the background has been his wife or the Palitua of the, of the church community, which is uh, Rebecca. And Rebecca has been ringing uh, all the church ministers, ringing. And then they also formed a, a CMT, crisis management team within the church. There's about 10 of them, um, two in each region. What they've found is they've got their west region, uh, they've got their east, central and south, and they've had two reps that have been able to represent all those parts of the church. And through that, we've been able to just gather information and insights from 
our church community, uh, especially kind of it's a span of around 1,200 people. So even being able to get down to the detail of family by family, and then also how many members in, in the family. Uh, when we were giving up our food parcels, like around the 20th of August, we had families of up to nine, ten uh, that were coming to us. So we knew that if it was one person that had COVID, then it was most likely that that whole family um, were trying to isolate. But what we found is in most cases, all the family started to sort of catch it from COVID. Yeah, so that, that's been a theme that's come through in the 1pm announcements, um, you know, almost sort of um, assuring people that, um, you know, if one person in a household has it, because it's Delta, because it's much more virulent, um, it's a given from the from the um, Ministry of Health's perspective that even with isolation within the house, everyone in the house is expected to get it. So they're looking at it that way rather than thinking that with isolation that one person will be the only one with it. Um, they're expecting that everyone will get that. So, yeah, I guess the, the practicalities of um, contact tracing um, in that case, because now you've got not just one but up to 10 people, they've even got to work out where they've been and then contact those people. So I think I saw um, one of the articles that talked about um, – uh, 200 additional call centre staff that uh, spoke Polynesian languages. Um, I don't know if it was specifically Samoan, but there's definitely mention of it in the article. Um, but that was one of the things that had been put in place, I think, by the ministry with Datacom. But I assume you would have had visibility and um, connected to this picture and can perhaps um, tell us more about it. Yeah, so South Seas Healthcare has been a, a really important, uh, one of the sort of, Saying that Minister Opito had sort of said from the beginning of which means some of the problems we would still be the solution in terms of Pacific and the Pacific provider South Seas have been not only in terms of being able to help the health of our families and be able to respond immediately, but they've also been part of the social care for the community. And it's been really difficult, but what we've found is Lemalusi Lausepo has been really, really um, receptive to being able to find out what are we needing in terms of you know, immediate needs, but also just being able to put in place to work with the crisis management team from the church to be able to fill in the void and also the uncertainty that was happening within uh, the family and, the, and also the churches at the time. Um, and that's been really important for us. It's been able to tighten up all the processes, the efficiency of turning over, because when someone puts in a request for food, you've got to make sure that it's there the same day, not two or three days later, you know, because if they are isolating, uh, then they, you know some some families weren't able to go out and shop and be able yeah. to get food and the necessities of life. So we were getting all sorts of scenarios where people were asking for food and, and essentials to, to help sort of work through because they couldn't go out into the community. Yes. So um, I'm just thinking before we, I was just going to ask to. Give, for you to give us a run through of all the different elements, but before we do that, um, perhaps one of the other ones is, uh, if I'm not wrong, I, I saw in the news that uh, was it testing was set up at the church, so a testing station. I think there's a good shot of everyone in their PPE gear and a uh, range of the um, uh, members coming through. Um, but the, tell us about the testing station and the setup there, and the because I think. The important message here is that um, testing um, in, within the community is uh, like the highest number of highest amount of testing uh, across any part of New Zealand. So it's a very successful um, result from what's being done. 
Yeah, some some of the messages we heard out in the media was that the church was uncooperative and non-responsive. Uh, and what we felt was important for us was sort of, was not not only so that we are, but also do it in a very um, a united way to be able to front through. So we had uh, Zooms with all the churches, church ministers, and spoke, how do we best get everyone tested? Because everyone's right across Auckland. Um, we don't know if the, if the health officials have got the data match on who was at the service, who wasn't. And so they made a whole, um, they made a decision through Zoom to be able to bring everyone together. And it was held at the Monaco Magpies Rugby League. Uh, and we worked with the South Seas that set up that pop-up pop also with, with us to be able to bring all the church community together. And that was a, um, a, you know, a show of strength because we had people lining up. It opened at 8.30. We had people lining up at 7.30. Um, and also just being able to work through until 4.30. Um, not only did we give them testing, uh, work through just to kind of check off all the uh, church members that were there and were there, but we were able to uh, also offer support with the food parcels. I'd also like to acknowledge Sir Michael Jones, who was, uh, we ran out of food like in the second half of that, that day, and he was able to come in with his team uh, from the Village Trust and be able to bring additional food. But um, when we ran that testing station, it was, a sh it was a statement showing that we are united. We want to help out. We want to cooperate with health officials. Because with the uncertainty, not only with Aotearoa, but in the community, they didn't want to be seen as a weak link in terms of um, being able to eliminate COVID. Yeah. Well, look, um, I want to offer thanks personally myself uh, because um, I didn't actually see the bit of the news about them saying the church wasn't responsive. I just saw the positive stuff uh, that this testing station had been set up. So kudos to you and the team and the community uh, because, yeah, I think it's I think it's. You know, if we if we think about it really, um, everybody uh, wants to be safe and um, um, do the right thing. So of course um, everyone is, and um, you know, good on you for showing them that that's the the reality of what was what's happening down there. Because yeah, I mean, who who would really who would really not want to support um, everyone being safe, right? So uh, good good stuff there, and um, yeah, great to hear it's Michael Jones um, helping out on the food front. So. You almost sort of um, gave us a bit of a run through there, and I was just going to ask if you could give us a bit of a, almost like a, a picture of the, you know, a bit of a run through. You know, like so we set up the we set up the station at the church, and through that people come through, do their testing. We'd get them um, sort of we work out who needs to go and isolate, and therefore who we need to send food packages to, uh, make sure they get the test results. Um, you know. What are the what's sort of like the chain of events that you sort of go through um, in terms of getting everyone um, safe and sorted? Yeah, so uh, the prep sort of went right from the beginning when when the church community had made the decision to do the pop up testing station. South Seas then responded uh, to work with some of our staff from the cause collective to be able to set up the pop uh, the testing station really quickly at the Manukau Magpies Rugby League club. And then, you know, working through that, we were able to then get, the, they were able to get the staff and the testing and also the food in terms of being able to provide every family with some food and support and, and, and care packs, sanitizers and face masks and gloves and that. So, um, 8.30, one of the things I, I will say is um, the leader of the church and his wife, they both pulled up, um, you know, they both pulled up after they got tested and he just stood next to his car from 8.30 to 4.30 
just waving to the church, um, you know, because he wanted them to see that he's thinking of them, but also that he's there with them, not only in spirit, but also um, standing there. So we, you know, I was quite um, taken back and, and also um, seeing in terms of his inspirational leadership to say, listen, I, I need to be here. You know, as long, you know, as long as they see me, and they can take heart from the fact that he was there. And I thought it was quite uh, uh, inspiring because he was really wanting to lead from the front. You know, they didn't sort of cause me, um, you know, in terms of not knowing that the, um, the Delta variant was in their community, but he really wanted to be at the front of the solution and being able to offer reassurance to his church community because not only was he holding the burden of, you know, the church being named and everything, but also he was feeling for his church community. And um, he was just, yeah, it was a very, uh, you know, very kind of, what I'd say a humbling experience to watch someone like our Reverend Peretti um, and also his wife, um, Rebecca, to stand there from 8.30 to 4.30, just being able to acknowledge and wave as people came through to get tested. That is, that is inspirational, you know. I can't imagine um, what it would be like to you know, look up every now and then and probably see their smile and their wave. Um, it would be really reassuring. And, um, yeah, as you say, I'm sort of feeling a bit of a flush of emotion right now. Um, so I, can, yeah, I can't imagine what it would be like to be actually in the heat of the moment dealing with it and uh, there with, the, with them looking at you and giving you a good uh, wave. So if we look at some of the other aspects, um, some of the sad aspects, you know, uh, some of the commentary from uh, different parts of, looks like different parts of New Zealand or, or just, uh, different people, um, but uh, you certainly got a bit of a hard time um, unfairly at the beginning. Um, how's that going? How uh, the how is it is it sort of stopped now? And how's the community feeling? And how are you bringing them together to to make sure they're they're feeling okay? Yeah, very early on, that, that whole narrative of uh, the church being uncooperative and non-responsive uh, kind of created some real unfair criticism of the church. And at first, you know, being able to talk to the to Rebecca and also Peretti, they were quite um, overwhelmed and distressed about uh, the misinformation that was being put out in, in media, but also some, you know, some people fueling that narrative. And so... Um, for them, it was important for us to be able to carry through with what we had done. And, and so, um, yeah, the, the, the racist comments didn't help. Um, and also the you know, reinforcing stereotypes through what the media was trying to portray at first just was very hard for us. And so one of the things I really um, felt was important for us was to, you know, kind of be able to respond to that. And one of the things that the Palatua had spoken about really early on was how do you, you know, respond to the people with all these, um, you know, sort of issues around uh, racism? She said, oh, God bless you. And, um, you know, that shows the strength of their faith, but also shows the strength and the resilience that the church community held through, even through that sort of um, you know, time of having those racist comments and just condemnation from what I'd say is a minority in Aotearoa. They stood strong and they showed and were able to practice their faith and say that we will forget them. Uh, even though, even like in my own heart, I was feeling quite um, discouraged and working through that. So, yeah, I, I, it doesn't help, you know, but also it does bring up the sort of ugliness of some some sorts of, of, of you know, different parts of society, but the majority of our um, community and even our federal, we're very supportive of them. 
once they were able to be very clear about what they had done and what they were doing. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it is a minority, um, absolutely, and it is still uh, very sad to see. And, um, yeah, I just want to make comment to anyone out there who, because I'm pretty sure that the comments came from Pākehā. Um, being Pākehā, yes, um, can understand um, conceptually what racism is like, but um, my wife happens to be Māori, and it wasn't until I experienced racism with her that it hit me in the heart like you wouldn't believe. And I also reacted um, to it. Uh, so for me, I, I really feel um, bad about the experiences that you and your community have gone through, and um, I can only imagine how much it takes to respond with God bless you rather than some of the things that I would like to say um, and have say, said in the past. Um, but the the I think the interesting thing is that when I have sat um, with uh, people that have said racist comments and turned around and, and highlighted um, to them what they've done, um, they have been somewhat shocked themselves that they hadn't realised and it was, yeah, quite disappointing, um, but won't go on about that. Um, I just wanted to share that, yeah, I can imagine how hard it is, um, and it, it hits me being Pākehā, so I can't imagine what it would be like to actually, you know, be about me. One day it might happen to me, but, uh, yeah, congratulations and thank you for taking it so well and um, returning such kindness with a comment like, God bless you, that, that does show... Uh, if, uh, I don't know if there's a, a word in Samoan, but uh, that's the same as mana. But it sh clearly shows the mana of uh, the, the people and um, your community. So congratulations. Yeah, well yeah. That, oh, it shows, you know, it's, uh, your true character will be tested. And i got to say, I was pretty rocked with it. I was quite angry about it. And it was uh, a comment of Fonsua uh, Rebecca that it sort of really showed the, the resilience of the church community but also being able to practice their faith and say that, you know, even if we're going to be condemned and public and ridiculed and racist comments are made, we're going to stand strong in terms of the faith. Um, but, yeah, she was uh, stronger than I was at the time, uh, but it also just showed the importance of holding strong to your faith. Yes. Well, for forgiveness is, a, uh, I guess, quite an element of faith. And um, I'm not unaccustomed to faith. Uh, one of my favourite psalms is Romans 15:13. May the God of hope fill you with may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace. Um, so uh, I hope that's a, a fitting one for today's uh, discussion. Um, so in terms of the next piece, I guess another area um, that's quite sensitive is um, with such a large cluster. How is everyone doing? Um, obviously, there'll be some that are in hospital. Um, how's it all going for everybody? Yeah, it's, uh, yeah it's, it's a really sort of tough week for a lot of people because we do have people in hospital and ICU. And um, we're seeing some good news stories where uh, people have come out of um, you know, ICU and gone back to, hospital, um, gone back to the, the wards. And so, you know, we're, we're continually praying for the church community and those that are in there. And we're also seeing people come out of MIQ. Um, and then also yesterday we had the um, people that had te tested negative within their family and then also uh, went, went along to the, the sort of vaccination centre at MIT 
run by South Seas, and uh, we had around about 70 to, to 80 people get vaccinated yesterday. Yeah, well, that's great. Um, sorry, I was just trying to get a comment up on screen from one of the people um, while I was listening to that. But it's, it's great to hear that the people are coming out of ICU and get back into the wards as they're starting to recover. That's a really good sign and grateful to hear um, positive news on that one. Um, just thinking about, uh, you know, coming up 10.30, um, you are a busy man with what you're doing, so I don't want to take um, all, all your day. So I just ask you to start thinking about closing remarks um, in terms of uh, what you might like to share with everybody out there across New Zealand, potentially uh, from different places around the world as well. Uh, the message you'd like to share with them with regards to um, uh, everything that's happening within your community and uh, what the community is doing to pull together and work uh, around solving this um, yeah, pretty monumental uh, health challenge uh, for the people. One, one thing I would say is that whole thing about um, standing strong to your, 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 um, your principles and your faith. And one of the things that we've seen with this church community is the whole um, you know, being able to work through galvanise as a church, but even being able to practice their faith. And uh, through the hard times, they have been tested, and their true character is shown um, when uh, things happen within their community. So. One, one thing I will say is we will continue to you know, help and support our church community. But also we're seeing a lot of these sort of work from like people like South Seas and the Cause Collective where it's about getting around the community to create the system rather than being pushed down to community. And one of the discussions we should have around post-lockdown um, is how can we better respond to community needs driven by sort of community organisations? Um, because... It does seem to be sort of, and intentionally or unintentionally, it does seem to be sometimes bottlenecks within the bureaucracy and being able to respond to real-time uh, issues and insights, we need to be able to work through that and how quickly we were able to get alongside the church community, you know, South Seas being able to respond, uh, work with us, then, you know, and then initially finding ways to try and to reassure them and, and, and see how we can kind of work through. So. I, I I just keep kind of, kind of um, encouraging people to just make sure you, you're there to support. Um, also, thank some of our families and friends. And I had um, some family friends from the school that my son goes to. You know, you know um, they're um, European dads. They just wanted to get get food and take it to the food hub and be able to support. And the Jewish community wanted to do donations for some. So you know, we've got all these people, um, which shows the best of, of our of our nation that shows the best of who we are and you know and it's it's making sure that we're able to care for each other and you know acknowledge the government for what they're saying in terms of it's not only about the operational parts but it's also about how do we treat each other and how do we care for each other at really times of hardship so um yeah thanks for the opportunity Ryan. and i really also appreciate the fact that we can have these conversations to just try try and give you know insights to our people and for them to know that you know, we, we are there for them and also um, working with Reverend Ferretti for and, and, and also Rebecca with our church community to say, listen, we want to eliminate COVID and we want to stand together with our people. So, Malo Pito, Nami Hiti Kakote Moto Kote Toitoko, Mato Kiamato Course Collective and Trustees and also um, our church community. Love it. 
Well, thank you very much. And before we let you go, I just thought, yes, um, if people want to um, supply anything um, to you in terms of sending f- uh, food parcels or making donations, um, donations probably is the easy one. If, if we, is there a link that we can put up um, to the all the social media at some point later on? Or what, what's the best way for people to be able to help and support in any way that they might be able to? Yeah, so financial support, what we're saying is that ch- the church have got their own sort of um, crisis management fund that is helping their church. And then also um, in terms of food and that we're, we're encouraging people to go to South Seas as they are getting you know, daily support for our church families and being able to work through and support them uh, through that. So I'll, I'll, I'll be able to provide a bank account from the church and they'll, you know, in terms of financial care, um, financial assistance, but I really appreciate everyone's uh, sort of support, you know, whether it be through food and, and also um, financial support, but also just encourage people to keep praying for the church, you know, they're not out of the woods at the stage and um, it's still pretty tough for a lot of our families that are going through this. Really appreciate it. Cool. Well, we'll wrap it up there and let you get back to it. I just want to say a huge heartfelt thank you for coming on and sharing um, what's happening in the situation. You know, a lot of misinformation, a lot of um, uh, news stories and bits and pieces. So it's really great to be able to have you on for half an hour to share with people um, exactly everything that you're doing. And it just sounds so amazing how the communities come together, how you're all working together and the support that's coming in. So if anyone out there would like to support, we will get the uh, bank account and any links from Jerome and put them into all the socials so you can. And um, we wish you and the team and the community all the best for a full recovery. Uh, hopefully that's how it rolls. And um, we'll get you back to uh, looking after the people from now on. So thank you very much. Thanks. Really appreciate it. Cheers.